And hello, hello, welcome back to the Gay Racing Podcast. It's Zach and Alex um, with you once again, coming to you hello. after Championship Weekend, NASCAR Championship Weekend at Phoenix. Um, we have a lot to talk about. Um, not as much as we had last week, of course. Um, but, of course, as you guys, you already know, um, yesterday was weird. We learned the passing of Coy Gibbs um, this one of um, the sons of Joe Gibbs, um, the father of Ty Gibbs. We found out that he passed away. Um, I believe it was either Saturday night or Sunday morning. Um, in his sleep, and it made yesterday to be a very like somber championship race. It was very emotional, especially for JGR. Even Christopher Bell had. I mean, the interview I saw, he had tears in his eyes. It, it just, it, you know, because Alex, we were probably ready to have a whole conversation about Ty Gibbs winning that championship and how yeah. no one did anything to him and blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, I think it's an awful way to kind of remind us that it, this is just a sport. It's just racing. It's just rednecks going in circles because I cannot imagine being Ty Gibbs now. I, I have, I could not tell them what he's going through. Um, to go from the highest of highs, I mean, the lowest of lows at Martinsville, like, the highest of highs. Yeah. And then he's basically publicly, public enemy number one. He's like, I wish I wasn't being booed right now. And that already concerns and me, then, not going to lie. But I'm booing him too, so. And then... And then for this to happen, um, it's definitely not great. I could not imagine. I'd, I don't have much to say on this. I never really yeah. had like a father figure in my life, so I don't know what yeah. that's like. But it's not easy to lose anyone in your life. Absolutely so. not. And like, especially suddenly... when they were there, just a di- right, right. You, they were there for the biggest moment of your life and your career. And then just to be gone the next day, I don't know. Heartbreaking for like sure. Like that's so it's so messed up. Be yeah, you said it perfectly. How do you, as a twenty year old, I lost my dad when I was twenty. Um, but how do you, as a twenty year old, r- y- go from all of the social media? I, I get. I, I'll call it abuse. You know, I mean, people have been very mean to him. You know, that's a different thing. And then you win the championship. You accomplish what you set out to do. Biggest accomplishment of your career so far. And then you suddenly lose your... That's... It's messed up. It's so Mm -hmm. messed up. And it's messed up not only on that level. I mean, Joe Gibbs has lost both of his sons, JD and Coy. Both of them at age 49. Like, that's... So, oh my gosh! Awful. Like the I, I've been thinking about the Gibbs family. I know everyone else has. That's it's just. There's nothing to say. It's just messed up. Yeah, and I feel awful, um, for it to happen to a family like that. And again, it's a reminder. It's just a sport. Um, it's mm-hmm. just cars going. Where's that tweet I saw yesterday? Someone put it really good. Um, and I've also, like, heard people, like, 
I'm, I'm like, because obviously Joe Gibbs, he's a man of faith. It makes me happy that they have faith with with right. them in this time because the most religious I ever was was after my dad passed away. Um, so yeah, I I also think this happening right before the off season's probably a good thing. You know? Yeah. It's and then yeah. like you know, the other kind of factors of a JG things that aren't actually really important. The two things I mentioned are important, but like Kyle Bush it being his last race at JGR and then Christopher Bell fighting for a championship, all of that stuff that is just made yesterday really weird. Shout out to Colleg Racing and Chevrolet for letting Daniel Hemrick yeah. drive a Toyota yesterday, right? And like, cause a lot of people on Twitter are like, why are they letting, why are they letting a Chevy driver drive a Toyota? Dude, read the room. Read the room. Yeah. Like, because the, yeah nascar is nascar is a family like the whole organization everyone in the garage it's a big family and you know i've been around for a while watching it and then i i mean i don't really watch other sports as closely but i feel like there's nothing that comes close to what nascar is in terms of like gathering around one another when they need it oh yeah and everything like yeah. and that's just another example of it is that guys from several organizations are trying to help out Joe Gibbs racing when they needed it most. Yeah. And so. man, imagine if Bell was able to pull off a championship yesterday. I was ready. I know. I mean, everyone was really rooting on that 20 car, which <sighs> sad. Um, so mm-hmm. I want to read this tweet before we move on. So Matt Two Harrington on Twitter. Um, and this is in regards to like the Xfinity race and how Ty was up against three junior motorsports cars. Um, the tweet reads, Dale Jr. telling his guys to play nice from the goodness of his heart allowed Ty to spend his final moments with his dad at the highest of highs. Deep thinking, that's why being a good human always wins regardless of what seems fair. This was one of the best written tweets I've ever seen <laughs> on NASCAR really Twitter. I just really, I really liked it. I And it's so true. Mm-hmm. Um. Again, it's just a reminder to be like it's a reminder to be a good human. Um, Dale Jr. I think feels almost. I don't. I don't even know what I'm trying to say, but you know, Dale Jr. I'm because I think it's easy for a lot of us to be like, oh, Dale Jr. and Junior Motorsports, and now everyone on the track, they're, you know, they're. But he didn't want to win a championship like that, and luckily he didn't because you know. So yeah, yeah, um, and. Ty Gibbs won the Xfinity Championship in the very fair way. Oh, yeah. I thought he raced really well. That was a great race for the Xfinity title. And I'm glad Ty won it that way. Best race of the weekend. So. Best championship battle. Best oh, yeah. race battle of the weekend. Um, Ty raced very hard and cleanly. So he deserves it. Um, honestly, sure. yeah, you're right. So um, we might talk a little bit more about that. We'll definitely talk about trucks later. Um, did you watch the truck race? I watched a little bit of it. Yeah, I yeah. watched like the end. I had it on. The end was really good, but we'll talk about that later. Um, let's talk about the big, the big show, the Cup Series Championship at Phoenix. Um, very hyped up after Ross Chastain made the sport go viral. Um, the year of Team Penske, the prophecy was foretold. I didn't listen. You did listen. I'm dumb. I'm so I've dumb. I've been saying it. You've been I said have it. Been... I have been preaching all year that this is the year of Team Penske. 
And for the very first time, Team Penske, they won an IndyCar championship and a NASCAR championship, the NASCAR Cup championship, that is, yeah. in the same year. And add on first time the they've Daytona ever 500. Yeah. Yep. Add on like all the, like Daytona 500. Awesome. They won the inaugural clash. If only they could win the yeah. Indy 500. Could you imagine if they did that too on top of everything else? I could year? because they should be winning it. Anyways. <laughs> Roger. See, I, I had a long conversation with Roger last night. I'll leave oh, it did at you? that. Yeah, I did you? I love tweeting that. I was like, because <laughs> someone's going to be like, did you really? <laughs> God, my president. No, so, what, a, what a year for Team Penske, though. Like, they were quiet. Wow, they, they won over half the season in IndyCar. And in NASCAR, Joey Logano, if you cl- include the Clash, won five races this year. That's tied with Chase Elliott for most wins this season. I mean, very sneakily was consistent all year long. Blaney, I would say, was a top five car all year long, for sure. Yeah. I mean, Blaney got second second. in just points. Yeah. So, like, yeah, he was so strong. Then Cendrick won the Daytona 500. And, you know, it was his rookie season. I think he had a really solid rookie year. Apparently, he's rookie of the year. Especially with how competitive the season is. He was. Yep. So, yeah. I mean. So, yeah. Great season for Team Penske. Uh, Joey Logano is a two-time NASCAR Cup Series champion now. Yeah, so that's him and yeah. Kyle are the only multi-time champions that are still racing, yes. which is so weird. When Kevin Harvick, like it's 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 easy to forget that Kevin Harvick only has one championship because it feels like he should have more. Truex is the same. Truex definitely should have more. <laughs> like he should have like yeah. four. <laughs> um, not four, but. You know, it, it it's easy well, for Denny us to Hamlin forget. too. Oh, Denny Hamlin should Hamlin have some. Too. Like, my man is hungry over yeah. here. I mean, Joey Logano. I think, really is like he's like a generation behind Harvick, you know, and Kyle Busch and stuff. He's yeah. in a five years. He's gonna be that guy. He's gonna be the Kevin Harvick because Kevin Harvick probably won't be racing anymore. Kyle Busch might be racing, right? Like. Truex will probably and stop Kyle racing. Going to seven or so. Yeah, like yeah. so. Look, Joey's gonna be that guy, you know, and that old guy that kind of is the face of NASCAR. Which, like, we think yeah. we say it's Chase Elliott, but really, you know, Kevin Harvick is quintessential NASCAR, right? Scott Dixon right. is quintessential IndyCar. You know, Lewis Hamilton's Formula One. Like, it's just. They're always there. You you have heard their names like thousands and thousands and thousands of times on TV. Logano, if you watch NASCAR for five minutes, you're gonna hear his name. Like he's mm-hmm. he's. I think this solidifies him as one of the greats, not only just this era, but of course all time. The second championship. I think this puts him. I think this puts him top fifteen. Yeah, he's already got a Daytona 500. He's the youngest race winner all t- of all time in the Cup Series. Oh yeah, I forgot. And he's already got 31 career wins. If he can con- continues like winning two, three races every year, he'll catch Kevin Harvick. He'll catch Kyle Busch. Yeah. If I was talking to, I forget who, someone last night, one of my friends was like, you know, if Joey has a season, there's a breakout year, 10 wins, he could reach 80. He could reach 70 if he has one season where he wins 10. Yeah. You know, like that could happen. Yeah. And maybe. Like, who knows what that will happen, but you know what right. I'm saying? Because he, he always, 
I mean, like, this year, he won four races. The year he won the, his other championship, he won three races. It's just, like, he's... Yeah. They always win championships so quietly, right? Like, it's so weird. Yeah. Um, And kind of back to that, this 22 team in the playoffs, I mean, they've been in the playoffs five times or something? Like, 14, 16, 18. What's well, every two years? Oh, because 20. Championship four, you mean. Yeah. Two, did I say... What did I say? You just said the playoffs, but Championship oh, 4, he's been oh. there yeah, five sorry. times. He's been there every other year, basically. Yeah, and he's won two of them. Like, that's... Mm-hmm. I mean, that's really good success rate compared to everybody else. And mm-hmm. I think both him beating the Big 3 in 2018 and him just absolutely dominating this race, they have, they have swagger. They're going to have swagger next time they're in the championship four. I mean, they know how to execute. They know how to execute really good. Um, They know how to withstand this pressure. I liked what Jeff Gluck said on his podcast about, like, remember when Joey was, like, getting pushed around at the press conferences in, like, 2014? That kind of shaped him into the the guy he is today where he just has this swagger about winning this championship while... You know, Chase Elliott's like, ah, my car's fine. It'll be okay. And then, like, Christopher and Ross Chastain are just like, oh, I'm happy to be here. No. Joey knew he was going to win that. Yep. And, you know, Joey, when he came into the Cup Series, he was Tony Stewart's replacement. And people wanted him to be Tony Stewart. He replaced Tony Stewart in the 20 car. And NBC did a really good job covering this in their post-race show. Is that Joey Logano's not Tony Stewart. He's Joey Logano. He is. And that's so true. He really didn't get to flourish until he got to Penske. That's really when his career started to take oh, off, yeah. obviously. And I think Roger Penske and Team Penske, they're just they really let drivers develop before they, you know, they let him go. Um very true. And that's really it's really shown. He already has thirty one career wins, Logano does. And like we were talking about, Logano, I, I really think he's going to just end up being all-time great. Because, yeah. I mean, you've been watching NASCAR since 2008, right? So Basically, you've seen... that was my first full season. And I remember when he made his first Nationwide Series start. I remember that. Yeah. And he was a big name even then. It's like Joey Logano, this hyped-up rookie. And what? Mark I Martin think he... would hype him up. And I Mark think... Martin would hype him up and call him sliced yeah. bread. Best thing to sliced bread. And hell, I think Joey won, like... I don't know if it was... No, he didn't win his first race, but he won, like, his third race at Kentucky um, that June of 2008. Like, it, he was the real deal. He was the real deal. Um, Obviously, the Cup Series wasn't the easiest for him coming in. Um, But, you know, Joe Gibbs... Sorry, you go. Even, even when LaDonna was at Joe Gibbs Racing, he would never back down. He would... He went up to Kevin Harvick to his face and he made that joke, not joke, but he kind of said that Delena wears the fire suit in the family. Like that was, you know. But did he lie? Eight, 18, 19 year old. Like that's pretty bold to <laughs> did say. Did he lie? Right? I know he had some kahunas on him, man. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Kevin Harvick went beat face him up. to face. Logano went face to face to Ryan Newman. Crazy. Like big, you don't do that. Guy. That's like going up to Austin he Hill. Logano went up against Tony Stewart. Like Lugano he, went, he found the biggest down. guys he could and picked fights <laughs> with him. His little twink self. 
Well, he is tall, at least. Yeah, kind of like you. But Logano is... What? None. I, ho- I was hoping you'd find that funny. But anyway, uh, Logano, he's really cemented himself as one of the greats. And he's really found himself to be a much more better driver. He's not really getting into these fights anymore. You know? But he had to when he was younger because he was the next Tony Stewart, is what they called him. That's That wasn't him, you know? Yeah. He's really found his place in NASCAR. And now he's cemented himself as a first ballot Hall of Famer, for sure, one day. And now multi-time champion. It's been a while since someone's had an issue with him. Well, just, yeah. Cap. No, Byron didn't like what he did at Darlington. Well, but no I one... don't think that was that wasn't nearly as bad as it was years ago. I yeah. really don't think so. And it also might just be because of this new guard. You know, Ross Chastain is on his don't give a F tour. So, um, mm-hmm. but yeah. Um, right. I wonder, Alex, I want to ask you, do you think Joey Logano is the best driver in the playoff era? And when I say that, I mean, like, he's the most likely to win the championship every year. Like, or I don't know how I'm wor- how to word this question. Like, Performing under pressure in the playoffs when it counts, is he the best driver? And if not, who is the best? Um, He honestly might be, because, I mean, you look at 2015, he probably should have won that year. Uh, He was in the championship for the first year in 2014, I believe, right? Yeah. And So five out of how many years? Like five out of, uh, I can't count, nine? No, I can't count. Yeah. Five out of nine years, he's been in the championship four. Like, and yeah. he's always a threat, and I feel like he always makes the round of eight. I think there was that one year he didn't make the playoffs, which was very random. Twenty seventeen, yeah. But then he came back. Then the next year he won the championship. Yeah. So, I mean, you can never, you can never count him out. I would have probably said maybe two years ago. Oh, maybe Kevin Harvick, maybe Kyle Busch. Yeah, and like Truex but... was always making the final four. I mean, he had three straight years of finishing second. But um, right. even like, I mean, what this I was mean, probably. Yeah. The first year since, I think, 2016 that Truex wasn't in the Final Four, I think. Which yeah. is insane. And, you know, or that no, big three and me. But, yeah. You know, the big three and me season, that's really coming to fruition. Because the big three, they're kind of phasing out right now. Kyle Bush, he's kind of falling off a cliff. We'll see what he can do at yeah. Childress. Kevin Harvick's, Harvick's ready to probably retiring next year. Truex was ready to retire too now it sounds like yeah probably after this, this year yeah. he... and logano is going to be the one left that's going to be around for a while yeah. you know again he's like a generation behind them he's just like a step below like he he's gonna be he's gonna be the best driver of his kind of era for like well also who else even came into the cup like brad came into the cup series at kind of the same time but like Besides yeah. those two, I can't really think of anybody that really came in the Cup Series at that time, which is weird. Like Montoya, but he doesn't race NASCAR yeah, anymore. Yeah, because it's like, like... Around that era, yeah. That's probably an effect of like the, the Bushwhackers filling up the Xfinity yeah, Series. That fair. must be why. Um, you know what kind of reminds me of Joey Logano? Mm. Ty Gibbs. Kind of. Honestly, yeah. Kind of. I mean... In a different kind of beat, because Joey wasn't, you know, he doesn't have the whole grandfather thing going on, but, um, yeah, Ty Gibbs is likely the replacement for Kyle Busch, and he already kind of acts like Kyle Busch sometimes, so it's like, 
Ty Gibbs is kind of going to be looked at to light the world up on fire and cup next year. I we assume so. Um, yeah, I just wonder what would uh. I, I just kind of I just draw a parallel between that, but um. Yeah. Yeah, we talked about Logano a lot. I don't know if we have anything else to say, but yeah. I just wanted to raise that playoff question because yeah, I mean, who else could you say? It's a good question. Now? I mean, Hamlin has made the final four a lot. Hasn't Hamlin won. hasn't won one. He hasn't. He hasn't even made it though. Oh. No, he's made it. I think he's, since he's no, he's made stop. the champ four. No, sorry, my ADHD like just it's been a long day, y'all. He made it. Did he make it before 2019? No, he made the first one in 2014, and then he didn't mm-hmm. make another one till like 2019. Okay, but then he made it like three years in a row. Anyway, so he's made it four times. Um, hasn't won one, of course. He hasn't. He hasn't won one though, so I yeah. wouldn't say Denny's the best. So yeah, how do you all. even? Yeah, how do you call him? You know, and Truex can't even make the playoffs this year, but you know, Joey missed the playoffs once too. Kyle Busch is washed. Kevin Harvick's washed. So it's yeah. I mean, Joey Logano is the best. Maybe an argument can be made for Chase Elliott now. He's made the final four, I believe, three straight years. So mm-hmm. I think. That so sounds yeah. Right. So maybe Chase Elliott can compete for that. Um, we'll see, but, um, yeah, so, yeah. I just, I just thought that question was interesting, um, speaking one of, one other Chase thing, Elliott, oh, good go. one other thing about Joy Logano is that he's the first driver to win in two different, like, eras of NASCAR, like, he won the Sprint Cup, and now he's won the current generation, I don't know what they call it now, just, like, non-sponsored era. Oh, well, Tony Stewart did that, too, oh, funny, Tony Stewart. He did. He won a Winston Cup and then he won a Nextel Cup and a Sprint Cup, but Nextel and Sprint's the same. Nextel I guess I'm saying from like from like the Sprint Trophy to the current Trophy, he's the first one to win the Sprint in that. Yeah, is what I'm saying. But like, oh, just those I guess two. no. You know what? You know what? Wasn't did Joey win when it was Monster Energy? I don't remember. He it did. Matter, oh, he did. Yeah, you're lying to me. I, I was lying. I, I can't mind. believe you came so, on. The, no. You would you would come on the podcast and lie. Wow. That's crazy. Okay, glasses. Let's move on. Okay, glasses. So, okay, glasses. Shut the hell up. <laughs> so, let's talk about the race. Uh, Logano and Blaney were the strongest yeah. all day. Penske, Penske did not come to mess around. They came to win. Let's also, I mean, like, um, lo- yeah. winning Las Vegas gave them two weeks to prepare, which I think we really got to stop underrating. <laughs> that fast. I I want to say something about Blaney really quick. Blaney probably could have got second at Vegas, second um, at Homestead and Martinsville. He was up there all day too. Blaney probably could have been champion. I think he had a better car than Logano. And I bet he um, knows that at too. the end of that race. I bet he knows that. And that's that's really frustrating. That makes this even worse for him. Yeah. But yeah, Penske was class of the field. I don't think anyone was going to touch him. Uh, there was points where it looked like Bell might have had a better car in the long run, but then Bell had that really slow pit stop toward the in that last pit stop. They had yeah. a twenty second stop. That really cost them because um, he was at Logano's doorstep and he he was was going to be faster than him. I mean, he was going to be able to possibly pass him, and that was their chance. And the twenty team at the end of these races, they've been great. They've been executing, yeah. obviously, and even the one car, same thing, but. Just didn't work out. I mean, the 22 car had the track position quite literally all day. Only one green flag lap, I believe, or maybe one mm-hmm. lap in general, was Logano not 
in front of all the other championship four drivers. So right. Um, and then another championship four driver, Chase Elliott. This was probably the biggest moment of the race when Chase Elliott spun off of Chastain's uh, front bumper. Yeah. Chastain did nothing wrong here, in my opinion, because if you look at the replay, it looks like Elliott kept going down. And I really don't think this was anything anyone's fault. It was, it was just a Elliott's racing fault. incident. But yeah. with how they have this track, like, designed, it's meant for that to happen. Yeah, like, I... I think it's really goofy how they have it. I think we gotta talk about Phoenix like, again. I hate this track. I think. I think I hate this track. I love <laughs> it, but I hate it. <laughs> let's talk. Let's finish talk about this, and we'll talk yeah. about that. The we'll Elliot, talk about Phoenix in a minute. Elliot got really frustrated throughout the race. I guess. Oh, yeah, we gotta and talk about Al- this too. Yeah. I guess Alan Gustafson was like not telling him what really happened. He's like, "Oh yeah, he does that. He races like that." You know, referring to Chastain. But Chastain, like, this is for the championship. He's not going to let off and let you go. And it's not like Chastain just dumped him either. Like, Elliot kept going down. And, you know, it's like, what, a two-second difference of deciding what you're going to do. Elliot's trying to block, I guess, and just got turned. And that ruined his race and his day. But nothing, I don't think there's anything wrong there. And Chastain did come up to third. He was the fastest car at the end of that race, I think. Chastain, if they could have had the strategy right earlier, they probably could have had a shot at it. I don't think... It's hard to say if they could have beat Logano, because Pins- the 22 and 12 were just in another zip code. Yeah, but and how Chastain do you pass... Chastain was closing at the end. How do you even get to Logano when Blaney's going to play best teammate ever? Again. <laughs> well, and Blaney said after the race, Blaney was very mad. Uh, he was saying that dirty air was so bad he couldn't pass Logano if he wanted to. Oh, yeah. So. Because I bet, I yeah. mean, both him and Logano probably, like, yeah, they both have fast cars, but they're probably both equally fast. You know what I mean? Like, they wouldn't yep. have given Blaney yep. a better car anyways. Like, well, yeah. better setup. But, um, yeah, that's interesting to me. So. And then few more topics and we'll talk about phoenix uh so this was actually no keselowski's car caught on fire i wanted to mention this keselowski's car caught on fire we haven't seen this since i believe darlington with kevin Harvick. and when harvick's car caught on fire and nascar issued a change to try and prevent this for kansas we haven't seen it since but uh this says that it's not completely fixed yet obviously uh, it's still an only Ford issue. The fire wasn't as big as we've seen before, which I think that's a good thing. Maybe it was different. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, there's still issues with yeah. this car. Hopefully that'll get resolved. Imagine this happens to the 22, though. Like, I feel like that would have been... It would have been very fitting for the year. And I think, honestly, a car with this many mechanical issues is not what this format needs. Right. This championship format, it is what it is. It does not need mechanical failures because that's really not good. It makes it get I'm stupid. really glad it didn't come down to that. Yes, because one of these days it's going to. <laughs> one mm-hmm. of these days, someone's going to blow an engine with 10 laps to go in the championship race, and it's going to be very dumb. But Or not blow an engine, right. but, you know, some kind of problem. Um, right. Yeah, so I'm glad Brad's okay, of course. Um stupid end to what was kind of being a good end to the season. I mean, they've been running a lot better. 
So, yeah. And yeah. then something that we didn't mention that you just brought up in the doc is yeah. that stage two, they had the fuel mileage situation. We have different perspectives this on this. Okay. I thought this was very stupid. Yeah. Well, okay. <laughs> the, I agree and disagree. You keep talking, though. Because the. Totally forgot about it because it's like I've been all hyped up about Penske winning and everything. Yeah. Stage two was a longer stage than stage one. I don't know why they're doing that. Why aren't they just the same I, they, I, don't I really don't. I think but, stage two was designed to have a pit stop in it. I'm pretty sure that's why they did that because it's about the and same the teams, length as stage three. The team stretched it out so they could make it on yeah. just the one stop at the end of the stage. And I guess that would make sense. That way you're forcing other people to stay out, risk the fuel. It's just, it's goofy to me. Like, why are we manufacturing this when we could have this for the end of the race? Didn't they have a caution like, at, like, lap 40 in stage two or something? That might be why we had, like, fuel remember. mileage. May that might have been why. Because I don't, I don't think you're able but, to go that long at Phoenix without a pit stop. But fuel mileage, trying to make it to the stage, is very stupid to me. I did not find this interesting. I was thinking, well, if the championship comes down to losing a lap here because you missed the fuel mileage in a for a, a scheduled caution, I just found that very stupid. Yeah, I agree. And um, by the way, stages don't mean anything in this race. And I, I think it'd be weird if they got rid of them for the championship race because then it's not consistent. But then it's also like the 600 has an extra stage. So, I mean... Why not? So, no. Shut up. No. The 600 got an extra stage. They borrowed it from Phoenix. <laughs> I guess. No, but and you can give another extra know. stage to, like, Darlington or the Daytona 500. That's fine. That's funny. <laughs> but, I don't know. I thought this was goofy. I, I think... I, I was entertained by the whole drama. I think... Probably because, honestly, I'm used to Stage 2 being boring. Because, well, I'm used to anything before Stage 3 not being interesting. I was enjoying the drama and the interest. I've been really embracing... See, y'all told me to start embracing the drama and all the stuff that NASCAR presents. Well, guess what? I listened. I've been... I loved this weekend. I'll say it again. I loved the end of the playoffs. I loved this weekend. I thought I saw great racing, great championship battles, and I loved the drama at the end of stage two because I thought somebody was going to run out of f fuel and have a bad moment and it was going to be really... And, well, then it could set up for a comeback and then, oh, you could put that in the race for the championship show and just, man, that would have been good and entertaining. I'm being half sarcastic. So, because um, I genuinely do kind of feel like that. So, I I liked it. Yeah. It was entertaining. But you're I'm glad right, you though. liked it. I I just thought it was... Well, you're right. You are right. Like, if fuel <laughs> mileage came down to it at the end of the race, I'd be like, oh, hell yeah, it's going to come down to... All right. Sorry, y'all. Technical difficulties, but we're back. Um... So we yeah, stage two that whole fuel mileage thing, I forgot what we we're even talking about specifically. I think we're about ready to move. Yeah, on. <laughs> I was just saying it was goofy. Yeah, I, like why the are whole? we talking? I think something I something I said that uh, didn't. I don't think it got on because of your internet. But um, I said that why are we talking about shifting 
during the championship race. That should not be the center point of the broadcast. Is talking about of an all oh, out championship the drivers race. Not the shift. Yeah. Yeah. But to be fair, like though, a, 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 I don't know. I think like stage three can be the all out battle battle, but stage two has some like interesting kind of like strategy just to get there. I I think that's kind of it's different. Yeah. So I see both sides. Um, but yeah. So as we kind of cap off this season, um, it's the first time since like obviously record-setting season with all the parity. It's the first time since 1960 that no driver led a thousand laps um, in a season. The highest was Chase Elliott with 857 laps led, um, and I like. And what, also, like, his average finish was, like, 12th, which is, like, the, like, the worst, best average finish, like, ever. Yep. So, yep. that's interesting to me. Um, I also, I forgot to mention kind of about Chase. Sorry, I'm, like, changing t- topics now, but his crew what about chief, Chase? His, like, his crew chief egging him on, that, like... He Alan Gufferson was not being a good leader yesterday. Yeah, we kind of talked about it. I agree. I I didn't like that that he was really pushing him to keep yeah. thinking that he didn't do anything wrong there. Because what if he ch- retaliated the Chastain, got so aggravated and took yeah. him out when it was really nothing Chastain did wrong. Yeah, and so. I think it's um it's impressive that we still got a deserving champion out of this parody. In my opinion, I mean, yeah, even honestly. All four of them somehow felt deserving, which is weird, even though Chastain yeah. and, like, Bell are a little, you know, but yeah, they still, I mean, it wasn't a, pre- like, I, I could not be disappointed with anybody that would win that race. I mean, it would have been a different story if Chase Briscoe snuck his way into the final four, you know, like. And Briscoe was really good all day yesterday. <sighs> good Lord. Diabolical. But, uh, this was. First time since 1960 that no driver led more than a thousand laps in a season. Elliott led the most at 857. Uh, Parity was through the through the roof this year. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, before we wrap up the segment, uh, what do we think of Phoenix? We kind of alluded to it. Um, I'll go first. I I liked this race. I know it's pretty negative about stage two, but that's just because of what the focus was. We had great racing this weekend. We did not necessarily. I, I mean, even in the cup race, but like Xfinity and trucks put on a show. They did. I I liked Phoenix. I liked. I think this is probably the best cup race for the championship since Phoenix has had the championship race. I think it's probably been the best for that so far. Um, Debatable. I just don't think Phoenix deserves a championship race. Apparently, the facilities there are really great since they've completely redone everything there with the remodel they had and they moved the grandstands um yeah i i really like that cactus stage that they had you like the cactus stage did you see it i did it was so cute i actually no slave the week to the stage designers Mm. of the phoenix championship event weekend whatever their whole aesthetic, the artist behind that aesthetic needs a raise because that's a really cute aesthetic. Like even the commercials too. Like that, 
I really like that aesthetic. Do you know the aesthetic I'm talking about with, like, the stripes and stuff? Like, I want merch with that mm-hmm. on it. Like, that... They did a really good job with that branding. So, props yeah, to them. Phoenix Slay has the a... League. They have a really cool branding out of Phoenix. I just don't think it's championship-worthy. It's And weird. maybe that's because of the car. It might be because of the car. And, yeah, you know, NASCAR said the in their year. state of the sport... They said in their state of the sport that they're gonna look at changes for short tracks and road courses for next year. Um, hopefully, they'll make positive changes. Uh, more horsepower would be nice. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Make, well, hopefully, they make changes and maybe it'll make Phoenix better. I just don't think this is a championship-worthy track. I'd rather go back to Homestead or maybe they rotate the championship I mean, race. yeah, it's weird because it's like, but, why are we in the desert? <laughs> I mean... Because what they're in, like they're near. It's not like in the middle of nowhere, I guess. But like, it's just it's still. Well, they're near Phoenix. Yeah, it's just still kind of weird to me. I don't know. Like, yeah, it's not Miami. It's not Las Vegas. It's not what. what Well, to be fair, Homestead Homestead's pretty far away from Miami. It's not like no, but there's palm trees. There's palm trees. <laughs> yeah. There's Listen, well, Phoenix has, I don't care. There's a Phoenix beach. Phoenix has hills. There's a beach near home, the near the track. I think. Oh my god. I'm just saying. I think it'd be. I think it'd be. And cool like if Miami's one of the it. biggest cities in the world. You know what I mean? It's like not the world. No, Let me shut up. That. Let me what? shut up. No, 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 no. Shut no, up. You're lying. <laughs> you said I was lying. You're lying. I meant in the. In like the country, that's what I meant, not the world. Like it's a, it's a, you know, there's Miami, there's Los Angeles, there's, mm-hmm. it's like Fontana being not that far away from Los Angeles. It's like, yeah, I don't know. It's like a bigger deal than it being in Phoenix. Like, oh, cool, I guess. Who cares? Like, right, whatever. I, <laughs> I bet they're gonna make the finale go to Auto Club when they redo the track there. Yeah, and that's probably a big reason why they want to fix the short track package because they want to have the finale in LA. What they need to I do is rotate is, it. They want to start and end the season in LA. They need to start rotating it. I know it's like logistically not going to happen, but if they rotate it, my idea for that would be to they have to change the schedule every year. So I don't know why if they would do that. Make the finale a track they go to only once a year. That would like, be good. For example, if they made the championship at. Um, a track with two races right now. Kansas has two races right now. Make it so Kansas only has one race that year for it to be the finale. I think that'd be really cool. And that exciting. makes it even almost logistic. Like, I feel like you need at least a pool of a few tracks that, like... Yeah. Like, Bristol should be on it, I feel like, which is not going to happen but Bristol because is, SMI. The reason why... Another reason I don't think it'll happen is that SMI has does not have the race championship. Yeah. It's a ISC and NASCAR. So, yeah, I don't which, know. I mean, fair I, enough, I, because, like, but it, it shouldn't, I don't know. We've all been kind of saying that it feels like it's either needs to be at, like, Homestead, because Homestead, but even Homestead is, Homestead's not, like, the normal, it's not, like, a all-rounder track. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, like, it's the Kyle Larson, Tyler Reddick show. Like, it's, it, fair, I think yeah. there's something... I, they're, that they're never going to figure out about this format is how do you make that final race not such an advantage to somebody? And I mean, Phoenix isn't really an advantage to anybody, I guess. But do you think they should make the playoffs only nine races or maybe twelve races? 
That way you don't have a one all for nothing finale. I mean, if you asked me because if that I, might help. I mean, I would not hate y'all would. I wouldn't hate a little let's make it nine races and then it's just um like so we need to make the season shorter anyways. We can so it's yes, yeah, just nine races and only twelve cars in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I mean, then you still get like elimination races. I don't know. They could never get rid of the championship race though. They could never. Yeah, I I don't know. I would like to see what like that would look something, like. But, I was yeah. thinking over the weekend, how do you like give an advantage to people that have playoff points? Like how does Chase Elliott somehow get get into this weekend with an advantage with all of his playoff points and I think I came up with something like maybe it's extra practice time well, that'd be interesting it's something that doesn't actually affect the race okay. but it still like gives you an advantage yeah. you know that's why they don't do is they don't want tiebreakers yeah that'd be that'd be a good idea I think I that's like the that. only thing like they really fact. could do unless it's like yeah I don't know but I think that would be really cool it- um they let them do one naughty thing to their car for 10 playoff points. No, they, they get, get that many minutes after inspection <laughs> to do something to oh. their car. That... <laughs> Lord. Um, That'd be funny. No, but they like each playoff point you get, you get that much extra time on the track. Like a minute. Yeah. So that'd be kind of cool. So Kyle Larson is like there for an extra hour last year. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Right. It's like 10 o'clock at night. They're ready to go home. Kyle Larson's still making laps. Like, gosh. Um, yeah, that's an idea, though. I'd love to see what I'm what I'm kind of getting at, though. I think it's in NASCAR's best interest to not let this get stale, especially for going for entertainment. I don't know if it's a consistent rotation, but at least change this up every few years. Right. Like yeah, maybe I we agree. go to Auto Club, maybe after Auto Club. We go to, I don't know, like, we could go to, back to Homestead for a few years, maybe? Why not? Um, Yeah. Why not? I mean, maybe after that, we could, oh, Lord. Have like, maybe Talladega. every, maybe the, maybe they, oh, God. Maybe they <laughs> run it out of track for three years, and then they switch it. Three years, and they switch it. Like, that'd be kind of cool if they wouldn't yeah. be, keep it at track for a while. Yeah, and, like, because, like, not every track should host the championship race. If, like, I could list the ones that probably could or should. Bristol, I think, could, maybe should, or should, but maybe could. I don't know if it really their facilities are there, but it's also SMI. Um, Las Vegas could. It's Las Vegas, dude. Um, I almost think the Roval could. I wouldn't mind if the Charlotte Oval got the finale. That would be kind of cool. I don't know, but... Put the Roval at Texas. Just rebuild it at Texas. They have a Roval. It's really stupid, but they do have a Roval. Um, Just copy and paste the Charlotte Roval onto Texas and run the Oval at Charlotte again as a finale. I think that'd be cool. Um, I wouldn't hate that. They could... Oh, they're going to want to do it at... Well, it's SMI, but they could probably... They'd want to do it at Atlanta or something stupid like that. Since it's NASCAR and ISC, they'd probably do it at uh, Daytona. Because they own Daytona. I would and rather Tal- die. They own Talladega, too. I but, would rather die. Yeah. Um, I don't know. There's. <laughs> yeah. I'm just, I just don't want Phoenix to get stale. And I think the track is a little goofy. It's the goofiest track we have. Why are they 50 wide on the restart? 
Why is yeah, pit road like on it. the backstretch? I know why. I, I, I watched NASCAR before it was reconfigured. But it just looks stupid. I feel like the front stretch is empty. You know what I mean? It looks empty mm-hmm. when they dive up into turn one. Because, like, the grandstands end, and there's no pit road, and it's just a bunch of asphalt. I'm like, what is, why are we in a parking lot, parking well, lot right now? I don't know. It's, I don't want, the configuration they did for Phoenix also, it's like you're watching the cars drive away from you for most of the time, too. I feel like it's really weird. Yeah, I saw a tweet about that. What does that actually mean? Like, like when you're sitting in the stands, most of the time you're seeing the cars are driving away from you. Like, because the stands like, are mostly. you mean they see their rear bumper. They're mostly in turn like four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they don't. Yeah, they're in the corner. They don't have a lot of stands like down the front stretch. They don't. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's why it just looks stupid to me. How is this a big championship race, but all of the stands are like not even down the front stretch, and there's not even a pit road. Like I, you know, it just and looks stupid. They they moved it. They moved the grandstands because now the sun will set behind them. Aww. That's why they did that. Mm-hmm. You and, can't buy a pair of sunglasses. Oh, <laughs> the, the grandstands are, or the facility is a lot better than it was. It sounds yeah. like from what I've read, which yeah. is great. I'm I just talking don't trash. Think this is the right track for the. I just don't think it's the right track for the finale. That's all. I think it's the right track for IndyCar. Oh, anyways, um, t- time to move on. <laughs> um, so Logano won. Trastain with a hard charge at the end finishes third. Bell, after that penalty, oh, not the penalty, but the slow stop, finishes 10th. He could not really gain positions. Um, Chastain, he really, he didn't choke that final restart, but he could have done a lot better on that final restart. And I think we could be talking mm-hmm. about something different today. And then, of course, Elliot was, like, trapped laps down after his incident. The car wasn't the same. Yeah. He wasn't the same mentally. Alan Gustafson didn't want to do anything about it. So, that's the championship four. Probably, honestly... I don't think people probably like this championship race because number one, Joey Logano not only dominated, but he's Joey Logano. Um, I kind of see where they're coming from. I kind of like the challenge from Chastain, but honestly, I can't think of a championship race where one guy dominated this much. Can you? No, not really. Not with this. Not with this format. We didn't really have the moment where they were all one, two, three, four. That yeah. never happened either. Because, um, like, even Chase Elliott, I, he obviously had the fastest car in 2020, but he still had to come from the back. Yeah. Like, Joey started on I, pole. So. Yeah. Every single driver that won a championship this week started on pole, by the way. First time that's ever happened in history. Like, in a weekend. That's another. Step. That's like a yeah, triple, a triple header track. weekend. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, yeah. And it shows, I mean, how much these teams. Well, I don't know if it's the team stepping up. I think it's, yeah, it's everyone else kind of backing off. Because you don't want to be the guy to wreck a championship mm-hmm. contender. But I don't know if that happened as much this year. Because, again, they weren't one, two, not three, in four, cup. like you normally see. Yeah, not in cup. Um, but Well, Xfinity they were, and trucks they were for points. Yeah, yeah but not cup. Joey Logano only wins the race yesterday because that caution came out, and he saw Ross Chastain behind him. And he was like, I got to go. So he went up past Chase Briscoe, past Ryan Blaney. Um, so, yep. yeah. All right. Um, I think that's all we have to say about Phoenix. Um. We're going to get to the T next where we talk about... Were you going to say something? I was going to say that the we are going to talk about our thoughts on the season overall after the T. So we have the yeah. T and we're going to talk about the rest of the season, our little thoughts about it. Yep. And some pretty cool news about a, a certain seven-time champ. So we'll see you all after the break. 
Welcome back to the Gay Racing Podcast. It's time for the tea. And this tea just tastes really good this week. Don't you agree, Alex? Oh, I agree. I think it tastes so good. very good. They must have put seven special herbs and herbs and whatever they put in tea. <laughs> Never seven spoonfuls of sugar. Seven spoonfuls of sugar. I don't know. That's probably a lot. This is some very but... sweet tea because... Jimmy Johnson is officially back in NASCAR. Um, he is buying stake into Petty GMS. And he's going to run select races, including the Daytona 500. And this news means so many different things. We'll try to hit them all. I just think it's... Everyone wants to hear this, Right? Everybody wants to see Jimmy Johnson back in a cup car, possibly competing for, you know, a good result. Possibly can he do the double now between Indy and Charlotte. Possibly can he win the Daytona 500. Can he, you know, I I mean, talk about the parody in NASCAR. You never know. Jimmy might still have it. He might have it back. I don't know. So can he get win 84? That's another thing. Yeah. So he would tie with Daryl Waltrip and Taylor Arbor. And that's his, the and reverse Ryan. of 48. And also, like, yeah. we don't know a lot of details. We don't know if, like, you know, Hendrick's going to go give him the 48 for him to have at Petty GMS or, you know, what that. You know, I, I, I'm just excited. I think everyone's excited to see what this is going to look like next year in February. Could because... you imagine? Could you imagine if Hendrick shuffles their numbers again? Yes. <laughs> Bowman's yes. in the 25. They put Larson in the 24. Shut up. They put Byron in the Shut 5. Up. Shut up. You would never. Like it. Wait. No. Cap. Because Jeff Gordon loves Kyle Larson. Wait a minute. I'm saying that if they change him again, they might put Larson in the 24. And now that that thing that happened in 2020 is. But they like, can't, though, because of like. About it. The thing is, Larson has actual brand identity with the 5 because he won the championship. You know what I mean? Yeah, but Bowman had it with the 88, too. Cap, no. Yeah, he, he didn't did. win a championship. I don't care if he won fucking... Oh. <laughs> if you, have to start, you have to start making a little sensor bleep thing or something. Oh, God, you can't You can't stay in control. But anyway, <laughs> uh, Jimmy Sorry. Johnson... Jimmy Johnson, I did not expect this. This kind of came out it of is... nowhere. Or, Jordan Bianchi reported it like on a... Tuesday night, like right before everyone was going to bed. And I was just really shocked by it, but it also makes sense. Well, it's like, oh, so that's where he's going to race next year. I would have thought it'd be track house. Well, didn't we just but... find out that like he didn't want to do full time IndyCar anymore? It's just like, to me, it's giving, it's giving, I don't really know what I want to do. So I'm going to buy a NASCAR team. <laughs> and I'm not trying to disrespect Jimmy, but like, it's giving. That's what it's giving. Jimmy, he's never really shown interest in ownership. And I'm sure Rick Hendrick would have given a piece, like a piece of the world. Yeah. Yeah. But it's just like Jeff Gordon's already kind of got that taken there. And he ain't going to let Jimmy walk Hendrick as well and ruin his career again. (laughs) The hell would he do that for? (laughs) That's so funny. (laughs) I know. But I don't know. It's really, I don't know really interesting and if i end up petty specifically two seven-time champions are going to be like co-owning a team with gms 
GMS, by the way, they're just happening to get two seven-time champions to work with them. That's really cool. And, like, and it's such a perfect, I think, pairing because that's the one thing that team needed. Um, and we'll talk about I their agree. drivers next year in a minute, but like they don't, I mean, they don't, they don't have really an elder driver that's a legend that's not Richard Petty because Richard Petty's way too old, you know, to be any help. I'm sorry, he's just he's way too old. Jimmy Johnson was in a cup car two years ago, right? Like, um, you know, it's what he can do for that organization outside of him just driving, you know, a few races the input he could put into the team. I mean, we see what Denny Hamlin and even Justin Marks, who is a former race car driver is doing for track house. You know, I just, I think this is a great deal and a great kind of thing to happen for GMS for petty GMS yeah. um, for this team. That's growing because I mean, Eric Jones is running pretty fast all of these weeks. Eric Jones himself is starting to become a very experienced season driver. He's a, he's won the Southern 500 purely on just him being a good race car driver. Um and you know I mean he's we've seen him win a championship, I think. Um so yeah, I mean this is great and what you put in the doc about how this is going to help Eric Jones and Noah Gregson. Noah Gregson's going to be a rookie next year in the Cup Series in the 42 car, I guess. Like Mm-hmm. It's so interesting to see what Jimmy Johnson can do for these two young guys. I mean, young. I mean, Eric Jones is a little bit older than Noah, but this is a big deal. I think Jimmy Johnson is going to be really good as like a mentor. Mentor. Yes. And we we saw maybe he saw that with IndyCar. He was mentored by like Scott Pruitt, Dario Franchitti. He Jimmy with himself was mentored by these guys. Maybe he wanted to help do that. NASCAR because he can really help these young guys that are coming in. Yeah, that's just a theory. I don't know if that's what led him thinking this way, but Eric Jones is just going to get even better with this. I think Eric Jones is already really, really good, deserving to be a high good team, and he's made Petty GMS better. And Noah Gregson, a lot of conversation about him. We we all know it. I think Jimmy Johnson could really help him. I just. From the, from the maturity aspect everything. and just racing people with respect, everything. everything, just being a better race car driver, the fitness, you know, Noah. Oh, Noah, yeah, has, he needs Carl Edwards. Fitness with <laughs> throwing up after these race wins and just trying really hard. I think Jimmy can just really help with. Jimmy that. could turn Noah into like a beast. Like Noah Gregson is already kind of. I mean, he should have maybe won the Xfinity Championship, and I mean. Jimmy could turn Noah into a real, like, you know, Joey Logano's going to have to watch out in a few years. Kyle Larson's going to have to watch out. Like, Noah Gregson's going to. He has so much potential. I can't lie. I don't like, like him. Of but all he has of this. Potential. Of all of this, Jimmy Johnson being involved in the owner, I am most excited to see how this impacts Noah Gregson. 100%. Oh, yeah. Like, I think it's. Well, I think it's been good. He had. He had Dale Jr. Keep as a that mentor, energy but I think for, Jimmy Johnson. Keep really that energy for Eric Jones too. Eric Jones is gonna peak soon. Maybe not very soon, but like Eric Jones, I feel like we have underrated Eric Jones his entire career. Um, because he for played sure. fourth fiddle at Gibbs, and now he's carrying this team to a Southern five hundred victory, and I don't wanna underplay that too much or overplay it, I guess, but I just I think Eric Jones could be hitting a stride and possibly compete for a championship 
as soon as next year. You never know, especially mm-hmm. with the parody. I know you have some doubt, but you, you know, never know. Because look I mean, at Trackhouse. I was, I was going to say I don't know about that. But, I mean, look at Furniture Row a few years ago. And they won a championship. You never know in I mean, this sport. I mean, especially Especially now. with this car. Yeah. Especially with this car, and, anything could happen. And, you know, I think, Alex, you can agree that this is very unexpected from Jimmy. But when I think about it oh, more, yeah. it kind of makes sense. Because I think Jimmy, obviously, you know, when he quit NASCAR... Not quit, but he retired from full-time NASCAR racing. He didn't want to stop racing, right? So he... Goes to IndyCar, does some IMSA stuff. He's doing all this stuff. He kept himself busy. I think what it sounds like is he's he wants to race, but I don't think he wants to be driving all of these weeks, risking his health, um, spending time, always having to go somewhere, go to the track, which, I mean, you know, from what it sounds like here, I don't think he really has to travel that much because it's just buying steak. I think he's going to be... As big of an owner as like Kozlowski is with Roush, or even Jeff or Gordon. Hamlin is with twenty three eleven, yeah. or Gordon with Hendrick. At least for I now, I think he's just buying a stake. I think he's just trying to be a mentor. That's why I mentioned the IndyCar stuff. Yeah. How those guys helped him in IndyCar. I think that's my theory is that that's what really inspired him to do this. Yeah, is that he's like, oh, these guys are helping me. I want to be able to help guys in NASCAR. I think, and I could be, I could be wrong, but that's what makes most sense to me. I think there's potential for it to go for... I mean, I don't know. I feel like people have been hyping it up, though. That's the problem. Like, people are hyping it up as like, Oh, Jimmy's gonna be this big-time owner with the Richard Petty legacy so. and blah, blah, blah. And he's gonna have a legacy, you know, a bigger legacy on the sport. Like, I don't know. I, I, It could happen. But I think right now, Jimmy committing to just this is very smart. Because he can still have... Mm-hmm. A small yet big impact on the sport through Eric Jones and Noah Gregson and this race team without having to commit so much as his girls are growing up and stuff. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's really all to say about that, um, I guess. Yeah, but, it's going to be really fun to follow. I'm excited to see Jimmy back behind the wheel of a that car again. I can't wait to see what that car looks like. Um, is it the 48? Is it the 44? Is Carvana sponsoring him? Um, like I, I just, think... I bet it'll be Carvana. Carvana has said they'll do follow him and do whatever. Yeah. Um, so that's gonna look awesome. I kind of hope it'd be the, the kind of hope it'll be the 49. I think that'd be really cool. Cause seven times seven is 49. Yo, but... hey. And it's just one up from 48. But shut I, up. I, could see it being the 44 that jimmy ran that number you when did he run the 44 he ran it as a kid oh growing up but i and that's a petty number hold on i'm not over over the 49 thing that's actually kind of insane that's a 2311 type like yeah oh my god it's available 49 is available right now so, Wait a minute. I think that'd be cool. 2311, if you add 11 twice to 23, you get 45. I'm pretty sure the 45 is just another number. Shut up. I know. But, like, still, it works. Whore? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, so, I love numerology. Anyways, um. You'll love this numerology. It's not really numerology. 
but it's a trend, I guess. Uh, the first time since 2015 that Chevrolet does not win any championship in the top three series of NASCAR. This they, 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 what's it called? Fumbled the bag. They fumbled the bag. They had three cars in Xfinity, no cars, no trucks and trucks, two, half the championship four and cup. They fumbled the bag, man. Um, they won nearly half the season in cup, too. Yeah. I mean, they had a strong season with Hendrick, with Trackhouse, kind of, with, um... Dildress. Well, yeah, I'm... So, yeah, I mean, that's kind of... That is kind of crazy. Um, I mean, JRM had a great season in Xfinity. They were so strong. Easily the strongest organization. I think, you know, we all... And to go back on Ty Gibbs, we all kind of condemned his move in Martinsville, but... I don't think we kind of thought about what it means for Joe Gibbs Racing to only have to worry about one car, and JRM has three cars to prepare for yeah, for the fair. championship race. I mean, I, th- I think that's something accurate and fair to consider. So that could have played yeah. a part into what happened um, how on on track Saturday night. So yeah, yeah, I, that Xfinity race is a lot of fun. The truck race. Uh, Zane Smith won the truck oh, yeah. championship. I'm happy for him. Uh, that's the first championship for Front Row Motorsports, which is the same team as Michael McDowell and Todd Gilland and Cup, if you weren't aware. Yeah. Um, really cool for them. They beat out like Thor Sport, um, guys like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, that Xfinity race, you saw it, right? I watched like the last like 50 laps. I was out for most so of the So you saw day. that entire battle. That was good. That was such a good battle, man. That was, it was literally almost like the last half of the race, though. Like, it was so, that was one of the, that's some of the best racing I've seen all year. Yeah, I I tweeted, like, it's a race worth turning into and walking home. And I had, like, six, seven replies being like, yes, it is amazing right now. Then I caught it the last, the second half of that awesome battle. See, that's what a championship race needs to look like all the time. I think it's when it doesn't look like that is when I start having issues because it's like, what's the point? Um, But, right, yeah, um, trucks too. Trucks, I have to give a slay to the truck championship four because they didn't wreck each other. Well, Ty Majeski kind of spun, but, like, they, I mean, you know, Alex, we've talked about the truck series and how it's just turned into, like, Mm -hmm. a, you know... It's turned stupid, but I think the four drivers that we had were really respectful, and mm-hmm. they they respected each other on the track, from what I saw. So, um, Zane Smith is, right. is, is is a deserving champion. It seemed, I didn't watch trucks this year. I have no idea who's deserving, but um, he's cute. So it was cool. <laughs> um, <laughs> then wrap up the tea. Um, we only have we're going to be doing two more episodes this year. Um, there might be very little tea, maybe some news a break, but uh, this might be some of our last tea. So just kind of culminate the season here with tea. Um, I'm going to talk about some things that are changing for next year. Kyle Busch, you know, this has been the Kyle Busch segment most of the year. Uh, leaving Joe Gibbs Racing and Toyota. Um, it was an emotional day. The Quay Gibbs news, of course, we talked about earlier. Um, Kyle Busch, there was an interview... It's on frontstretch.com, I believe, and on their YouTube channel. Uh, They did an interview, like, with all the reporters, Bob Pachris and Nate Ryan were there. But this interview, they one of the questions was, how did it feel to drive this car for the last time? And Kyle Busch was very choked up, just could barely talk, and was just like, 
he could barely look at the car knowing that he wasn't going to drive it again. Wow. Um, and, you know, he's longtime partner in the NIMS is their last race as well. It, and if you watch the national anthem, uh, Kyle and Samantha were crying during it. There, there were just so many emotions for Kyle and Samantha this whole day. It's so unfortunate. Um, I can't like the for whole them situation. specifically. Yeah, I cannot imagine what they were feeling. I mean, JGR, despite the contract drama, JGR changed Kyle's life. He turned Kyle been... Bush from a NASCAR driver to a superstar, to mm-hmm. a champion, to a truck series owner, to I mean, the most hated NASCAR driver, which is kind of almost a compliment, right? Because, yeah, your name's in people's mouths. I mean, he's Kyle Busch. He's a household Mm -hmm. name if you've watched any NASCAR race. You know, I mean, my mom doesn't watch NASCAR. She knows who Kyle Busch is. I mean, he has so much to be thankful for GGR for. And I think after that contract drama settled, um, he was able to kind of, or everyone's kind of been able to kind of, like, hone into that more and it makes you know Coy's passing and the JGR family having to come together um like the the whole organization mm. mixing those emotions with Kyle's final race I think that it must have been so overwhelming for Kyle and to be. I hope I mean obviously you know prayers or thoughts are with like the Gibbs family first but even mentally kyle and samantha i mean that's it's an end of an era for them i mean again jgr gave them their life like the life that they have and it's a big deal to them i know they care about jgr even again after the drama so yeah i think it that might be lost on some people that how big of a deal that is and toyota posted a really cool video that the people should check out just like all the highlights from Kyle's career with them. And Samantha herself made like a collage thing of just photos and videos she's had saved over the years of like with M&M's Toyota and Gibbs racing. God, Um, I remember 2008, that first Toyota win in the cup series at Atlanta that I I was watching it. That's crazy to me. And Kyle Busch, Kyle was Kyle Busch is a big reason. Toyota has a success they have in NASCAR like this. I was explaining yeah. to my roommate because he was watching with me. I was like, this is if like Jeff Gordon left Chevrolet. Like this is that. Have big we of even a deal. ever in NASCAR had something like that though? Like I think we talked like a driver of this magnitude leave a team for another one. Like because like Jeff Gordon retired at Hendrick. Mm. Jimmy retired at Hendrick. I mean Dale Jr. I guess, but not really though, because it's not like he won championships at DEI, you know? Like Right. So I don't think like the biggest one I could think of is maybe Keselowski at Penske, but that's because he like he still saved was Ford. Yeah. I don't know. Like it's it's really remarkable. And with that, Toyota, they're basically trading Chevrolet with uh, Tyler Reddick, basically trading Kyle Busch and Reddick. And I think Reddick's going to do amazing things over at 2311. Reddick's someone to watch next Um, year. I don't want to. We'll we'll make a prediction video before the season starts in a few months, but um, I would say Reddick is probably my early championship pick right now for next year. I think he's going to be insane. But man, how do you even pick though? It's so like there's so many. I mean, again, I know, but it wouldn't. 
be impossible to me for Eric Jones to win the championship next year. Like, that's crazy to say. That's crazy to say. I know, Alex. But, like, dude, I don't know, man. Is it that crazy? I think it is. Ross Chastain made the final four, dude. I'm just saying. Yeah, I I know. I don't know. That's just what I'm saying. Um, And, of course, Ross Chastain could win the championship. You don't know. Um, For sure. So, yeah, but Tyler Reddick, I think, yeah, he's the guy to watch, Um, especially, like, it reminds me of 2014, where it's, like, the second year of the Gen 6 car, and it's, like, Kevin Harvick joined a new team and just, you know, like, took off, took off running. Like, Tyler Reddick has that vibe right now. Um, And then, also next year, we have the Chicago Street Course and North Wilkesboro joining the schedule. North Wilkesboro's going to be really crazy. Um... Why? What did we think of this season? What about what were you gonna say? I was gonna say, why, why is the is LA what? Coliseum not the championship? Sorry. <laughs> Let me shut up. Um, if, if auto if auto club sucks, I bet they're gonna try. Well, hey, um, LA doesn't need stages. Well, it does need. Well, you know what I mean. Anyways, um. So what do you think I, of yeah. the season? Um, not perfect. It was Correct. very. Correct answer. That's a great question. I think I go back to NASCAR's identity. I go back to the fact that I've been I enjoyed this weekend. Kind of, I'm. It might have just been because I've had a rough week at work or something, and it's just like NASCAR is my comfort. And I've just like I haven't really been criticizing NASCAR as much these past few weeks. Also, how can I when Ross Chastain does that? Like you can't. I'm sorry. Like that's. Mm that sells the playoffs really well. It does. Um, it does. I think NASCAR still has some things to figure out with the car, obviously. Um, safety is the number one thing. Fix short tracks later. Fix fix these impacts. That's the most important priority right now. Um, the racing was hit or miss sometimes, obviously. Um, mostly a lot better, a lot improved. Um we saw some good moments, obviously, with Ross Chastain, but I don't know. It was kind of a... I think the playoffs were a little bit mid, to be honest. Because, round like... 12 ruined it. I think... Well, honestly, the only good round was the round of eight. All, of, all the other seven races were kind of mid. Or awful. Like, <laughs> I think it was a mid-season, to be honest. And... Because like nothing's nothing else is really sticking out agree. to me. You don't agree? This this season is probably the best season we've had since at least twenty twelve. Are you? Do you think? Does this go back to like the regular season points battle, like for the playoffs, or just what do you, like what do you mean? Like the whole battle we had with Blaney and Truex and who's going to make the playoffs and how tight that was and how close it was and the drama. Yeah, okay. like fair enough. Like, I yeah. Like, this whole season, like, we had 19 different winners. Okay, this is yeah. not a mid-season. This, like, we had racing on the mile-and-a-half tracks again for the first time. That's true. Since, like, 2011, 2012. And I enjoyed NASCAR more this year than I have in quite a while. Like, yeah, I like 2014. I like 2015. And there, I enjoyed the domination years of Truex and Harvick. But, like, this was so unique it was such a unique season that's true and of course you have the safety issues and that 
needs to be dealt with. And you had some of these disastrous playoff races that needs to be dealt with. But overall, this is the most enjoyable NASCAR season for me since at least 2012. Like this is the best season in the past 10 years for me personally. And that is a huge part because of this car. And it has really saved the mile and a half races. They need to figure out short tracks and to figure out the uh, road courses. Like we had good races at Daytona. We had good races at Talladega. Normally, I hate those races because they're yeah. The awful. Daytona 500 this year, I really liked. Which I the 600 yeah. even, like they did. 600 was back. Yeah, they. I mean, I think it's hard for me to. I think I call it mid because the playoffs took off a lot of the momentum that NASCAR had. Also, like the Kurt Busch concussion and then all that stuff that happened late summer. Like I think. It like, took off a lot of momentum for me. I think that's why I call it mid. Like the safety issues and the bad playoffs, as and I like said, the that indie road course was a big hindrance. thing. I mean, like sure. obviously, like we still had some clown shows, but I think you kind of mentioned Daytona and Talladega having good races. Perhaps we had less circuses, which is mm-hmm. an improvement. I mean, even Bristol Dirt, I enjoyed that finish. Obviously, I enjoyed the end of the race, you know. The 600 was good. The 500 was good. Um, Coda was, to me, entertaining for a finish, even though it got a little like silly. Coda. We had Daniel Suarez get his first win, which was a big deal for other reasons. We had five and... first-time winners this year. Yep. And we tied the record for number of different winners in a season. And tell you what, the drama was good, too. The good end was. Bad. I mean... Even back to Ty Gibbs, and I hate to bring this up right now, but, like, you know, that was a good storyline. That I mean, I think it's good when NASCAR fans have someone to root against, and I think the whole Ty Gibbs thing was almost kind of a good thing for the sport at, in a weird way, which is, like... I you do need bad guys. I hate to bring it up right now, but, but right. you know... Yeah. I know, I get what you're saying. Yeah. But, yeah, like, I think this is going to be a season... That if NASCAR makes the right decisions, it's going to be like the turning point for the series for good. Because we talked about this a year ago. It's like, oh my God, we can't handle this anymore. This car is just bad. They can't pass. It's awful. Yeah. Et cetera. But this year, we were a lot more positive about it overall. It's just the safety left a huge black eye on it. And I think that... Then you had... Stuff like that that I think... a lot of the bad races. That's what I remember. That's what I'm like really remembering because the good races. I that think we in had... the long, in the long run, though, if NASCAR can make the right, and that's a big if, if they can make the right choices with safety and choices for this car, I think it could really be like a turning yeah. point for the series. Like this is when NASCAR really got their stuff together. Yeah, I still think they um... lost touch with their fan base in the 2010s. And what's interesting though is I almost. And they, they honestly, NASCAR has a new fan base, or at least they have a good portion of it. Is a new kind of the newer generation of fans that you know tune in because of stuff like what Ross Chastain did at Martinsville. Um, yeah, and it's like I almost think NASCAR needs to figure out their identity. I mean, Alex, what yesterday or something we said like, why is there a uh, why is there a commercial with Ten to Go in the stage? Exactly. Like, stuff like that, too. It's like, we need to figure that out. We absolutely need to figure it out. Because, like, if our identity are these, like, really hype, short, you know, fast moments of action, 
why are we still having four-hour races? That's my thing True. that I don't really get. Because if we're going to lean into the ADHD fan, and I have ADHD, um, then, like, let's actually lean into it, right? Like, and I, Alex, yesterday I was like, we should have ten stages. And I'm like, I'm half joking. You know, I, I didn't say this, I don't think, in response to you, but I, I will say it now that if you had, like, ten stages, that's basically just ten 20-lap features. They do that at dirt tracks and like all across the country every week. And so, also, I mean, it, honestly, they could make it work if they really wanted to do that. I'd rather I'm have not they should, those but... 10 cost, stage cautions than stupid stuff like tires flying off the car and stupid... T- I don't know. I just... Because you're going to have 10 cautions anyways, it seems like sometimes. I don't know. They, The commercial thing's something to figure out. Maybe the next TV deal will do something about it. Unlikely. Um... But I'm I'm curious to see if they can kind of get their identity more figured out. I'm interested to see what they do with this next-gen car going forward. How do they fix the short tracks? More importantly, how do they fix safety? Because, again, that's more priority. Um, This is a turning point, though. This year is a turning point. I think this model, this car, there's a lot of issues with it. They can figure it out. Um, If they do figure it out, I think... They're in conversation again to be a sport that people are going to really watch. Um, it's just weird. that Chastain moment does not happen in the old car. It doesn't. And, and I admit to that. And I hate the and, playoffs. I, and, I admit to that. We we talked about it last week that that move shouldn't be the norm by any means. But this car, in a way, got NASCAR back in people's minds. And I'm not saying Phoenix is going to like get people to watch every week or anything. It, it won't. But, you know, this car has the ability to do things like that. Get NASCAR yeah. back in the conversation. And that's why I think this year has me more optimistic about NASCAR in general. Like the product. They really need to figure out their identity. But because, like, I think in general, this is a really good year. Because, like, going back to Martinsville, though, those first 400 laps... Number one, why right. is it four hundred? Why is it four hundred laps? And number two, it wasn't good. And then the whole race, the whole cup race at Phoenix, that was the worst race race of the weekend, right? Like if they tune yeah. into the Xfinity race after seeing what Ross Chastain did, oh yeah, that's something. So yeah, there's stuff NASCAR really does need to figure out. Um, hopefully they do it soon yeah. because I think this, if this is the turning point, they really got to seize this opportunity. They got to seize next year. Can't believe it's 2023 already. Dude, 10 years ago was the 2013, the Gen 6 car reveal. That's actually insane. No. Wow. That is crazy. That's... Mark Martin has stopped racing for almost like 10 years now. That's... That's crazy. That's insane. Wow. Oh my god. (sighs) We're getting old. (laughs) We are getting so old. All right. Should we head into our last ad break and then talk about yeah, fantasy? I'm just having an existential crisis over here. Um, we'll oh, see you guys too. after the break, after I get a good reset. <laughs> Welcome back to the Gay Racing Podcast. And this is about to be Alex's favorite segment ever because this is where we crown Alex as our 2022 Gay Racing Podcast Fantasy NASCAR champion. Thank you. The Thank only you. thing... I needed to prevent happening is for Alex to pick the race winner 
and I let him. This is this was the mistake. I should have known you were going to pick Joey Logano. I knew that was your prediction at the beginning of the year. I let you have him. Yep. And he goes out and dominates and wins the race. You get the three points. You win twenty five points. You have twenty five points. I have twenty three. Darn, that sucks. This sucks to lose. I'm what a lie. fun season. It was. What a fun season of fantasy. I mean, like, I beat your ass in IndyCar fantasy. Yeah, but we're not talking that about IndyCar. Fun too. I don't know why you brought that up. So it was fun, too. But this, you and I were basically tied the entire season. Like, that's so fun. I love fantasy doing that with you. Um, I'm glad I won. I was sweating when Blaney Shut was the there. Shut the hell up! I'm going to beat your Blaney. ass! I was sweating. Oh my gosh. Ba ba ba. Nah, Joey Logano's gonna win that race from the He won the pole. No. Shut up. I thought Blaney was gonna cost me the championship. Which I would have made me laugh. Maker. That would have made me laugh so hard. I was I was so nervous. I was just like, oh my god. I was like, Blaney, the one time I'm not rooting for you. Please, no. It was so funny. Oh. The fantasy. Man, it, it's made the race is so much more fun for me. It really has. Um, yeah. Yesterday was yeah. intense. Um, these are. I'm glad we do this. We found the perfect point system. I mean, it coming down to the last race, right? Like that, you making the comeback at the last second. Um, yeah. That's. This is good. Awesome. Um, I hope you guys let us know. Have you guys like enjoyed following this battle? Could we post? We Alex posts it every Sunday. <laughs> My mom does that. She'll be like, we, and it's like, no, you. Um, But we post the things. <laughs> I did it again. We post the things every uh Sunday. Um, the, And, like, you know, our points battle and who we pick. So um, let us know if you guys have enjoyed um our ba- the battle as much as we have. Um, It's honestly my favorite part of the podcast. Because it's just, like, it impacts, like, our watching the race. Yeah. And I'm always watching for where your pick's at, my pick. Yeah. It's just so much more fun. It is. It's it's a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, so we're gonna go over a few stats. I think we're gonna have um a guest in a few weeks, kind of maybe. I we I I don't even know. We might have someone break these stats down further. Um, but this is from what a quick glance I had at our stats because I tracked them. Um here are some stats of the year. So both of us had three correct predictions. We picked the race winners um three times. Each of us picked it three times. So Alex picked Kyle Larson to win at Fontana. Um you got off to a very strong start to the season. We'll get to that in a minute. Yeah. Um you picked Chase Elliott at Dover and of course you picked Joey Logano to win at Phoenix. Um however I got let me let me gloat that's only fair. My wins were so cool. Okay, I they picked are. Ross. They are really cool. I picked Ross Chastain at Coda. That whole finish. I don't know if it was a last lap pass, but he did pass it. He passed in the last lap. Um, it was the last lap. Yeah. Kyle Busch at Bristol Dirt. That whole thing. Thank you, Chase Briscoe. Um, <laughs> the only thing I'll thank Chase Briscoe for, and then Chase Elliott at Atlanta. Um, in the summer. Um, that big win he had, um, and that finish was kind of exciting, but I, I called it because Chase Elliott was having a awesome summer stretch and I knew he was going to go into the win. but no Coda and man, Austin Dillon almost won Talladega when I picked him earlier in the he year. He did. Gosh, 
that would have won me the championship, man. I, oh. It would have. Dang. I feel like Carl Edwards right I am so Carl Edwards right now. Oh, my gosh. Retire? Yeah. No, it's like, no, something ugly has to happen. Joey Logano's involved, so that's close enough. But something Ooh. ugly with Joey Logano has to, like, Joey Logano has to wreck my pick, and then I retire. No, I like Alex. I fly out to you. I give you a handshake, and then you never see me again. I would cry. <laughs> that would literally that would like be so sad. But that's like the that would no. be the parallel. Like Carl Edwards gave everyone on the twenty two team a handshake. Never saw no. him again. Ever. He's still in this cave watching. Funny. Like I don't know. Probably running for Congress. I don't know. But <laughs> he's not. I live in that state. He does not. He's he not needs doing that. to. I no. No. <laughs> Anyway, um, so um, Christopher if, Bell, more stats. Christopher Bell is the only championship four driver um, who did not get a win for us this year. Um, in fact, we I think him a lot. Did, we picked him. So Bell got you a point at Bristol. Both times I picked him this year, he did not get me a point. Um, but yeah, you picked him. No, we only picked him twice each. I picked him more than that. It was all in the playoffs, of course, but um, I think Hamlin was our most picked, if I had to guess. Larson's definitely up there from early season, but... Yeah, you picked Larson like six or three times in the first six races. Um, Yeah. But yeah, so... um, So Alex had the points lead in fantasy until I picked Chase Elliott to win at Atlanta in like the 20th race of the year ish or 19th um midsummer um the biggest point lead of the season was five points when alex basically um he beat me in the first three races won one of them at fontana so we had a five point lead it was five to zero so it was an uphill climb for me for there times yeah good times Um, the biggest points lead I had was like three at one point, but I just couldn't get away from you. I you were always there. Um, I feel like I over I was overthinking a lot of picks this year. I think that's my main problem. I just need to pick, just just pick, dude, just pick. Yeah. Um, but then again, I feel like an indie car. I didn't think hard enough. Anyways, um, so the average finish for this year. So in context, um, Chase Elliott's average finish this year is like twelve point something. Alex's average finish for his picks is 13.05. My average finish is 14.36. So very close in that regard. Um, Solid. So the worst win. The worst win. And what I mean by that is who um, beat, who like got the, um, I need a, like a term for this. Cause I don't want to say win. Cause that's like thinking race win. Like who got the points who got, yeah. So, who, whichever person got the point with the worst finish. So, yeah, I have two answers for this. Technically, it's Pocono, because both our drivers got DQ'd. So, Denny Hamlin got you the point, um, finishing 35th, um, and my Kyle Busch finished 36th. But, the real answer, um, because obviously they actually finished 1 and 2, so that's actually our kind of best round, um... Our actual, what was it called, worst win um, was the first Phoenix race earlier in the year. Alex, you picked Truex. He finished 35th after an incident. And Kyle Larson, I believe, who was also involved in an incident, 
um, finished 34th. So that was bottom of the barrel. Now, we had two races where I lost, of course, um, but I lost with a really good finish. I lost with a fourth place finish two weeks in a row to you. Imagine how wow. mad I am need it knowing that I need just two points. Those those two points would have won you the tiebreaker. So at Nashville, wow. you pick Kurt Busch, he finishes second. I pick Kyle Larson, he finishes fourth. At Road America, you pick Larson, he finishes third. Chastain, who I pick, finishes fourth. Oh, Man, no. What a close battle. Was, That's insane. That's awesome. Wow. That's so awesome. That's crazy. That's insane, man. I love fantasy. That was so good. Um, I believe that's it. Yep. That's it. Yep. So, do I get a prize or anything? Oh, yeah. Do you see that? You almost let me forget that. No, you weren't going to let me forget that. So, I, I already not owe... letting you forget that. I already owe Alex $5 because if you guys remember... Let me open Venmo. Um, hold on. Um, I owe him $5 because I said... Kyle Bush is going to college, which he really should have. Um, he didn't go to college, because of course not. Um, so, I will add another $5 to that for the awesome comeback that Alex had, and just for beating my ass in fantasy. No, you beat my ass in IndyCar. I did. NASCAR was close. That was that was a good handshake. That yes. was a handshake. Handshake. That's yes. like Roger Penske and Chip Ganassi shaking hands right there. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. IndyCar was Roger Penske not even talking to any of the other owners because, yeah, you know. Mm -hmm. Um. So, Alex, $10. Um, I'll put Gay Racing Podcast Fantasy. So there you all go. My, all my friends it's can. It's official. Yep. Ten dollars, paying Alex ten dollars. There we go. There you go, Alex. Buy yourself something nice. Thank you so much, Zach. Yes, and congratulations. Um, I'll yes. see you at the awards banquet. I will make sure that um, I wear something nice, and we will have a toast mm. to the great Almighty Alexander. Um, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I swept fantasy both of them this year. Last year, you won NASCAR and I won IndyCar. Yeah, how it should so be. I have three championships. I have three and you have one. Yeah. If you want to include them all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm going to get you next year. I hope I can win IndyCar next year. I need a. I don't know. I feel like you just had the edge on IndyCar because I feel like I, I, I just don't. I don't know all the. I watch little all things. the practices. Yeah. I, I'm really deep into IndyCar. Yeah, I feel like I'm they're not, not that as deep. like in the know about it. Yeah. Like you you know it more than like the casual fan, but like you're definitely you don't watch the practices and yeah. stuff like I do. Yeah. And like NASCAR and honestly, I get a little disinterested in NASCAR during these playoffs. That could have been a issue for me, you know. Oh I didn't that's really cost you. I mean, possibly. Um but it's <laughs> alright. So we'll see how this goes next year. Um Already thinking about who's going to win the Daytona 500. I, oh God, how do you pick it? Jimmy Johnson. <laughs> that, that could be a pick. You like, never know. I not? mean, God, um, it'd be cool if Logano, <laughs> man, it would be fitting if he just goes out there and just lays his slong on the table and just, 
wins the Daytona 500. Um, sorry. Yeah. What's the fuck? Yeah. All right. Um, anyways, it is funny. Um, let's go this ahead. It's been a long episode. It has been a long but... episode. We had a lot to talk about today. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed um us talking about the races this season. Um, we should be back next week, although it might be on like Sunday night. Um, since we don't have to wait for a race to end. So, yeah. All right. Bye, guys. We'll see y'all later. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Nope. Not done. Follow us on Twitter at GayRacingPod. Alexander. You think... <laughs> Alex, you can follow Alex at NewGaden. Mm. Um, or, sorry, our champion, Alex at NewGaden. You can follow Thank you. Um, me at... You can follow 2021 NASCAR Fantasy Champion at... <laughs> at a... Uh, at Dreamy Zach GP, and yeah, um, if if Twitter ceases to exist for current events, um, we'll figure that out. We'll, you know, we'll figure we'll something see. out. So we'll right. see. I'll fight them myself. But yeah, follow us on Twitter 